You are now listening to the number one podcast. You have been digital interrupted. I am digital. Yes, 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 y'all. It's another episode. I think 3.1. Yeah, 3.1 of my segment I like to call Creators Create. This is where I like to bring people from all different spectrums of creatives. So today we have Brianna. Pesci, and she is a makeup artist and hairstylist out of Jersey City. Brianna, say hello to the people. Hello, everybody. So, you know, I'm going to say this again because I know I mentioned this in a lot of my interviews, but I think Instagram is a great place for us creatives to actually meet and end up working together at some point in time. So, just to give you guys a little backstory, I met Brianna and on Instagram through a uh, friend of hers who I did a photo shoot with. Um, I think this was probably one of my best photo shoots I think I've done. Um, we did a retro rollerblade scheme. And if you guys would like to see that, please, by all means, visit my Instagram, Mr. I am digital. You guys know. And if you do like it, by all means, just give us a like and uh, say something on the comments. So, Brianna, let them know you know, let the people know, when did you start doing, you know, makeup and hair? Oh, wow. Um, well, I definitely could say, like, before I was professional, I was always that girl that was, like, doing their friend's hair and makeup in high school and middle school. Um, I always had a niche for it. Basically, okay. or on the All floor. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, you know? And so, um, yeah, so and I, I went to Votech uh, school in high school uh, for cosmetology. Um, I finished it out at Paul Mitchell in Brick. And um, yeah, then I, I fell in love with makeup after getting my cosmetology license just by starting to work at Mac Cosmetics. Okay, okay. So, you know, where, you know, where are you originally from for the people who might want to know? I'm originally from South Jersey, um, by the shore, okay. a little town called Manahawkin outside of Long Beach Island. Okay, okay. And now, where do you reside now? Now I'm in Jersey City. Um, I work a lot in New York City, Manhattan, Brooklyn, Hoboken, um, doing freelance makeup artistry. Um, I have my own company called Pressure Beauty and Glamour Studios, um, and we are basically a travel a traveling hair and makeup um, company. So uh, we come to you and you comfort in your home with luxury services. Okay, all right, all right. So what now, you know, I'm gonna just be quite honest. I think I'm just gonna probably say some things that people probably don't make it, you know, they don't make, they're not vocal about it, but I think it's safe to say that a lot of people think they can do hair and makeup. And I want you to kind of go in where I want you to talk about the difficulty of this, you know, chosen. It's it's one of them choices of life where you're going to make it a profession, but it's not like one of those professions. You could just hop up and say, hey, I'm going to do makeup and hair tomorrow. Like, can you talk about that? Like the difficulty of making sure that all of your clients are satisfied. Absolutely. Um, I totally know what you mean, because I feel like one of my jokes a lot is like, oh, well, everyone's a makeup artist, you know, right. um, it's because it is a huge, um, it's a competitive field. And a lot of people, you know, even just regular people that like know how to do makeup well, so they'll call themselves a makeup artist. But 
you know, what really sets you aside as a professional and as, you know, someone that's going to rebook you is one, number one all the way is sanitizing, like just being clean, knowing like how to really disinfect your brushes, your products. Um, especially during coronavirus, you have to get certified, like recertified, right. just to learn how to like make sure that everything is, is just completely, completely clean because people will notice if you're not clean. And if you haven't learned about sanitation and disinfection and like, you know, a school or some kind of certification, then you're just not going to know. Right, um, right, right. And then, you know, if you're jumping into artistry, um, that's just, that's pure, just like, you have to get hands-on. You have to grab different faces every single day, different face shapes, different eye shapes, different lip shapes, different skin tones, like, and you have to know products. Like, there's no way that just by doing your own makeup that you could call yourself a true makeup artist that could really, like, start taking clients and go freelance because it just takes so much work and so much just exploring, like, different people and, and you know and you're never going to have the same face every time so for every client to be happy you have to have already had your you know your failures or your you know little mess ups and stuff like that before right. you could conquer the, the artistry okay well hey you know I think that a lot of people you know will I think there's always going to be that conversation where where people it's like that thin line where you can call yourself a artist and a freelancer um, because, hey, listen, there is nothing wrong or I'm going to say I don't have anything against anybody who freelances. I think freelancing is one of those, you know, is one of those things where I feel like you kind of know what you want to do, but it's kind of like not a profession, but more like a side hustle. And it's it's harder, I believe, in that field, because, you know, people that actually go full time with their profession it's hard for us to kind of, you know, we, we put on a lot of more pressures of ourselves because when you're freelancing, you can take a lot of friends, you know, you can just take people that, you know, and you'll always have that safe haven in that comfort zone where when you go into it as a profession, you're meeting new people constantly on, a, on you know, on different bases and you got to deal with different attitudes. You got to deal with different personalities and different challenges that come every time you meet a new person. You know, it's kind of like speed dating when you're doing this as a profession. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and I just think that, you know, a lot of people who haven't experienced the professional side of artistry or doing anything, you know, can sometimes not appreciate that side of it. You know, whereas freelancing is just kind of like, it's easy. You get up, you know, I think freelancing is also like babysitting, you know, you get a kid for a little while, <laughs> it's not yours. You ain't got to see him no more. You know what I mean? And, right. and that's kind of one of those things, you know, if you mess up, it's a friend they'll more likely forgive you for messing up where somebody who's paying you a lot of money and you don't know this person, they're going to drag you in the mud, so to say. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. let's, let's talk about that. I mean, we've all had our failures. I definitely know I've had, whoo Lord, I've had a lot of them. Let's talk about yeah. <laughs> one. Let's talk about one of your greatest accomplishments and then let's talk about one of your greatest failures. So what was one of those jobs that you can say was like, wow, this was my like most favorite experience as a makeup artist or hairstylist, either one. Okay, so um, definitely makeup was one of those experiences. I've had quite a few, but like one that just like really stands out, like when I knew like, damn, like 
I'm in the right profession. Like, this is what really makes me happy. Um, it was actually not even, like, glamour makeup. It was regular, degular, just, like, uh, male makeup. It was grooming, male grooming. And okay. uh, it was for Steve Madden. Okay. okay. And uh, that was, like, my first, like, step into, like, people who are, like, you know, a little bit famous. He's not a celebrity. He's not, like, but he owns his own shoe company. We are on the experience itself was like it, it it makes you feel like when you're in the position dealing with these prestigious people um of high high more high class than like you know your regular just like rich client right. you they they have a title for themselves they have a brand for themselves so you're able just to put yourself in position and realize that like you know you're you're really meant for this field like the experience is like he was so just normal like it wasn't no like like egos i'm sorry or i'm so thrilled. yeah no there was no ego there was no nothing like that so like it was just a, a good experience in general and then once i started really picking up with like more famous people and like you know celebrities like it's just like i feel like i'm in the right spot you know okay okay um now let's kind of tap into your greatest failure my <laughs> my greatest failure like that actually i always think about that it was at mac cosmetics it was my in the beginning like when i first started makeup it was a rookie mistake um i had a client mm -hmm. she was very high paying we were in the upper east side eighty six and third um a very high class store mm -hmm. and it was like one of my first weeks of you know starting to do makeup on clients right and um i just put too much glue on the eyelash on the false eyelash in oh. the strip oh. and um it like leaked like she, i made her i closed her eyes and it leaked through the lash and the lash line and her eyes were like glued shut like and it wow. was so bad and like it was just so much glue and like even my manager like got really nervous because it was like such a situation and she was just freaking out and I just like it, I think about that time all the time that right. like every time I put lashes on now I'm like so on it like you will not see a screw up in my lash application anymore I was gonna say day. yeah I was gonna say <laughs> um <laughs> like you, you you had her out here looking like a goonie I ain't gonna lie um she was not <laughs> okay like she was not happy I was so like devastated yeah and, like the whole store was like full of clients as well yeah I was gonna say so I mean, I've seen people do makeup, so I'm assuming like when you're applying eyelashes, like you're supposed to put the glue on a Q-tip and like rub it somewhere on the um, strip somewhere to like apply right. the eyelash or something like. I don't do makeup at all. I'm gonna just let y'all know right now. Don't get any ideas like that trying to hit good, me up. That was a good observation. Like, situation, listen, don't don't try to don't try, listen, y'all. Don't try to book me for no makeup applications. I I don't do makeup. <laughs> I, I just I just know some things. I I've seen and I've watched. I think I've shot enough weddings around a lot of makeup artists where I've watched certain things get done. Like, yeah, trust me, I'm a man of many 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 talents and. You know, I've had to braid my daughter's hair one time at, at one point in time in life. And my box braids is, they don't look like Felicia's and Fridays. All right. So y'all, y'all already know, like I get busy on the box braids. All right. But, um, you know, so that that's crazy though, that you talk about that, because I feel like a lot of people, you know, egos won't let them kind of even 
kind of like talk about stuff like that. You know, we always see everybody's greatest accomplishments on social media, you know, and we always see the great side of things, but people don't rarely post their failures. So, you oh no, like yeah. I love posting my before photos when I first started. Like it's it's funny to me because I really didn't start out being a makeup artist even in cosmetology school. I was like, you know, really just about hair, but it took me to go to Mac Cosmetics and like do training with them to right. really fall in love because I only did that job because it was high paying and they took me because I had my cosmetology license and I just needed a job because I was out in New York right. City. It's like, so yeah. like I didn't I didn't like I was just like I didn't even own a MAC lipstick you know what I mean so I was not about the makeup life you know right. but then like you know MAC is like the face of makeup and like right. I just so happened to get this amazing job and open up the store and like I fell in love with it and like ever since then it's just been about makeup like I've, I've honestly I don't cut I don't color anymore right. I straight makeup okay okay yeah I mean you know I think you know with makeup and you know hair you know any profession that you want to get professional at i know us in like you know visuals and um you know like visuals visual wise is like photography videography you always want to just we have what they call mentors you guys have what they call maybe like trainers or on both ends we both do like apprenticeships and mm -hmm. you know just like in medical you all need hands-on clinicals so you know i feel like a lot of people also don't take the time to learn their craft or learn what it is they want to do and i feel like that's something that they need to do you know i feel like you need to find somebody who's you know great and good at their job and i get it mm -hmm. a lot of people always say oh people don't want to teach me because they are you know they their ego is too high or you know and i feel like when you want to learn something you know, somebody that's up there, you know, up the ladder in their profession and they're great at it, you know, you have to also show persistence because sometimes they don't want to hear you the first time. You know, sometimes you got to mm -hmm. talk to them two or three or four times and then they'll take you seriously and they'll look at you, look at your work. Sometimes I always tell people if they tell you no the first time, make them come to you the second time um, where, mm -hmm. you know, you have to show and prove. You know, I've applied for a lot of jobs in this industry. And I think now it comes down to the point of a lot of people weren't even following me that now that I started posting certain, you know, certain jobs that I started doing, now people are starting to look at me, you know, and trying to figure out what am I gonna do next? You know, what is it that I'm doing? You know, and consistency is always gonna beat talent, period. And a lot of people don't really take that seriously. You know, you just can't jump on one thing and then be like, um, not today. Nah, you gotta be on that thing every day, all day, mm -hmm. you know? So, and yep. I'm pretty sure as makeup artists, to. I'm pretty sure you guys like beat your faces every day trying something new that you might want to try on your next client, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You, you know, yeah, so- Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, talk about your like, you know, tell the people about, you know, what's your, I guess I, I guess I want to say like what's your like method like what what do you do to prepare for the next big thing that might either be on the way or how do you prepare for like the next you know looks that you're trying to you know pursue to do on the next client um, my own face is, is my favorite canvas especially for trying new products because I've definitely tried new products on a client before trying it on myself before mm -hmm. and have had failures, whether it's the foundation oxidizing or the skincare is just not good. Like it's just, so I, I definitely love to try 
trends and, you know, stuff on myself first so that I'm not, you know, taking too long or, you know, redoing things and stuff like that. Right. But, um, what, what's your, um, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I got to ask, what <laughs> is your favorite, what is the favorite brand you like to use as a makeup artist? Now, you know, you know, if you say whatever, whatever you say at this point, you're going to have to live with it. So <laughs> what, what is your favorite brand to work with? I, okay. Cause I love eyes and I do cater to eyes a lot. I will say Anastasia Beverly Hills only because I love their, like their makeup palettes. Their makeup palettes are like their eyeshadow palettes are phenomenal. They last forever. They're so pigmented. They're so buttery. So, but we're not talking skin. We're not talking anything else, but that their palettes alone definitely take the crown for products that I love. So that they'll, they'll be my favorite brand. Okay. All right. Hey, listen, and we promised guys, this was not sponsored by that brand. All right. So <laughs> this is not yeah, this is not a sponsor. Um, okay. So, you know, what is like, you know, take us into a day with Brianna. Like, what is like a regular day for you? Like, walk us through your regular day. Okay, so a regular day starts usually. Um, I'm already prepared. I have everything laid out from the night before, so I usually just, you know, get ready real quick and run out the door. Um, mm -hmm. I hop on the Journal Square Pass out into Manhattan okay. uh, from Jersey City. And uh, typically, I'm just bouncing around from client to client um, on the subway in the daytime. I like to do a lot of mornings and get that out of the way so that I have, a, you know, an empty schedule for the rest of my day. Most of my clients in the morning are doing photo shoots, right. um, you know, business shoots, stuff like right. that. And it's usually just like natural makeup and stuff like that. So that's usually what I'll, I'll start doing. Um, and then I'll get home and I have to clean up my kit. Okay. And I have to clean my brushes. That's like right. every day. Every single day I am cleaning my brushes and my kit. It's just like it's inevitable. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean Yeah. Okay. I mean, hey, listen. That sounds like a pretty chill day, you know, but I know it's there's <laughs> there's, there's there's a lot of chaos that goes into that chill. The way you just described it sounds like man, listen, I get there, toss my brushes around a couple of times. <laughs> On to the next client, then I'm back home cleaning my brushes. But you know, I know that there's probably a lot of chaos that goes on in between there is. setting You're up, right. breaking down, setting up, breaking down, and then getting home to have to like, you know, clean your brushes. People might think like that's like me when I unload my camera, my camera gear and everything. People might just be like, ah hey, man, you just take them things out the lint, you know, you take them out the box, you just put them in there, you take them out your bag, put them on the shelf. Nah, man, listen, it's not one of those simple things. And I'm pretty sure with cleaning your brushes, you got to probably like, you know, clean them a certain way, certain chemicals and mm. y'all let them dry a certain, you know, a certain amount of time. Like if you don't get them clean by a certain time before your next job the next day, or maybe you got backup brushes, but if they not dry, mm -hmm. you can't do nothing with them. So um, I'm going to drop a jewel for you guys. If you are cleaning brushes, because I actually had an ex before that like went to go clean my brushes and like I was devastated like he was trying to do me a favor but it was horrible Jeez. and he literally what happens is when you wash them you have to like hold them 
specifically down right like where the the hairs are facing down because if you get water in the well where the glue is all your hairs will fall off oh, and clients right, right, right. do not like to have brush hairs on their face like that's that's not cool and plus you don't if you spend a lot of you invest a lot of money in your brushes they're your right. tools like you right. know right. so it's just like key like do not soak your the well of your brush into the water look at that You'll... look at that free game <laughs> free game we giving out free game over here um, exactly. <laughs> but no, dope, dope, dope. No, I really appreciate you, you know, saying that because I think a lot of people would probably, you know, use that for their, you know, now they're going to use that. They'd be like, oh, yeah, I heard I heard that girl talk about, you know, washing brushes. So that's I appreciate that. Um, let's talk about how long it took you to build your brand. Like, how long have you been doing this exactly? Well, I started out professionally um, in 2015, and I went freelance 2017. So for on my own, you know, for three years now. Okay. And uh, just in January, I started my LLC, Pressure Beauty and Glamour Studios. All right. Uh, so, so that's my own freelance company, and I have a couple girls, a couple hairstylists, a couple makeup artists on my team, and it's basically just a little agency right, for now. Well. But eventually. It'll be like, you know, I, I would love to have a studio out here in Jersey City. Right. Well, let's clarify that, guys. She ain't freelancing. She's a business owner. Yeah. There you go. Um, so, you know, I know, like I said, I don't want people to get it confused with freelancing and professionally doing it. You know, so I just want to clarify that for them. Like, yo, yeah, she's a business owner. She has Absolutely. her team and she's handling business. So, yeah. Um, let's also let's let's kind of tap in because you said you've been doing this professionally for about five years now probably going on six i'm assuming um yeah you know let let's let's tap in to tell us like you know what what are some ways you like to connect with your clients like what are some ways you like to connect with them you know other than just makeup like what other ways do you connect with your clients um i first of all every client is different and right. you have to know how to read a room Right. Um, some clients don't even want to talk to you and they're going to be on their phone the entire time. And okay. I, my job is to respect that and just right. to make sure that they are like happy with their makeup. But, you know, uh, then I'll have my client who just wants to talk to me about, you know, her life. And, you know, I'm, I'm open to that and I'll sit there and we'll talk about life and we can talk about anything, you know? So there's, you have to know how to read a room and, um, the biggest thing that I'll connect is just being personable, just being, you know, relaxed, uh, comfortable, confident in what you do. Because if you are by any way, like uncomfortable or not confident about like the situation, your client will read that and they will just rip you up. Like you're <laughs> in their home, Jeez. you know, right, so like right, they right. expect you to be a professional and then right. confident in what you're doing. So exactly. you really have to make sure you're walking in and you're, you're leading the room that you're taking control of the wheel. They are having you, they're trusting in your services. And, you know, again, being able to read a room and read energy is huge because if you're talking and yapping and the client doesn't want to hear it, they're not going to call you again. Or if you're just like monotone and the client wants a great, you know, personable experience, they're going to be like, why is this girl so mean? Right. No, I get it. No, <laughs> you know? yeah, I get it. I get it. And, you know, and that's like I said, once again, a lot of people will take that for granted. 
you know, and not appreciate certain things like that, like having certain qualities, you know, or building, because I feel like everybody can be talented and being personable and providing great service. You know, I think everybody can be that way. I think it's just something that you have, either you have it or you have to just build it in your repertoire. Um, but I feel like once you build customer service in your repertoire, it's you're golden at that point. You know, you can mess up a million times and if your client just loves your personality, they sometimes will empathize with you because they know you've provided them great customer service two or three times prior. And it's just this one day you're just, they can read that if you're just having a bad day. And if you've created that great rapport before, they will always empathize with you. And you usually have a second chance with them. Sometimes three or four, mm -hmm. I've heard of, a lot of professionals messing up with clients maybe a couple you know a couple of times but it's because the relationship is bigger than the talent that they're you know that they're bringing to the table sometimes so if you ain't learned nothing from this conversation learn customer service that's all mm -hmm. i don't care how bad anywhere anywhere yeah, like you're yeah. doing i don't care if you're a waitress like Facts. please customer service Facts. like anything you do yeah. in your profession because yeah. I take pride in my customer service. Yeah. I, I like, I get, I'm, I'm happy when I hear like, you know, thank you for coming. I love your energy. I love your spirit. I love how you present yourself. You know, yeah, that support and that like comment always just like sends me to the moon because right. I take pride in that. But that's also paying it forward. So, you know, right. even if you have a bad day, I always say like, even when I'm out to eat, I know a lot of people is going to probably burn me up for saying this. But I tip well, regardless of bad service or good service and good service mm -hmm. is obviously probably going to get a bigger tip, but bad service, I sometimes might understand, like, you know, they've had a good or bad day, you know, so yes, um, I, I agree. Yeah, because I've been, been there before. before. I've been too. a I've been a waiter, so I definitely understand. Yep. Um, Me too. I've yeah. been there and I especially i used to work at a bagel shop and i did the 6 a.m to 2 p.m shift right and that right. was like five days a week and i just remember like you know having those days and when a wait or when someone tipped me like you know well even though that i know that i just messed up the whole table like that just you yeah, know that's a fact and that's a big fact so you know as i always do at the end of my podcast i like to call this segment inspire others so if there is any advice you want to give to somebody who either wants to pursue what you're doing, um, anything in life, you know, period, you know, what is some advice that you would give them as far as them trying to pursue a dream or a job or anything? Like, what is your advice? Just whatever you want to do in this life, make sure like circling back to what you had mentioned, make sure that you're consistent. Make sure that you love what you do and that you're putting in work every single day, eating it, breathing it, sleeping it, everything. Because if you're not, you're never going to get to where you want to be. You have to live it. It has to be what you want. Absolutely. One hundred thousand percent. Because everyone else is going to be doing the same thing like you. That is a fact. And, you know, like I said, once again, I just really do appreciate you, you know, just giving us your time. You know, even your energy, your gems, you know, dropping the knowledge that you have, you know, of and course. as as I say, you know, 
appreciate you much and thank you so much and as you guys already know this is 3.1 of our creators create we will have more creators coming up sooner than later and you guys know every thursday we're dropping one of these episodes from digitally interrupted if you also want to you can also check out my other podcast i am digital media online radio where we bring all of the new artists we don't like bringing artists that made it we like them raw hitting the streets so you got two podcasts that you can check me out on every tuesday and thursday i will be dropping some type of podcast you will hear my voice every tuesday and thursday if you love me that much listen to it some more so you guys already know man check out your boy at mr i am digital at digitally interrupted and i am digital media online on instagram and spotify and apple itunes so you guys have a good one and we are out of here you are now listening to the number one podcast you have been digital Interrupted. Oh. I am digital. Oh. digital.